My name is Tayyab Ahmed Mansoor and I came to the UK in 2014. My name is Tayyab Ahmed Mansoor and I came to the UK in 2014. Okay, so we are here in Bethlehem Mosque, which is the largest mosque in the UK and the headquarters of Ahmadiyya Muslim Community UK are also here. Who am I? I am serving Ahmadiyya Muslim Community as a local president for the 40 plus. of this region ahmadi muslim community there are auxiliary organizations so after 40 this is ansarullah which is uh, helpers of god which is ahmadi muslim elders association i'm serving in, in as the regional president for the 40 plus of this mosque area where was i born i was born in pakistan in nankana sahib not far from lahore which is also the birthplace of baba guru nanak you know the founder of the sikh faith so he was born in that city <laughs> every year sikhs from all over the world come there twice uh, in my hometown to celebrate their religious festivals in april and i think in november who did i travel here with i traveled here with my wife and one child so in 2014 we came here together ahmadiyya muslim community is heavily persecuted in pakistan as a empty muslim we are not allowed to practice our faith there we are not allowed to say even simple greetings like assalamu alaikum or we can't read quran and we uh, can't do azan the call for prayer and if we do anything something like that which is prohibited by law for empty muslims to do anything which pose them as muslims so they can be imprisoned for 3 years so that is the main reason i didn't stay in pakistan in 1974 when this law came the assembly first declared us as non muslim and then in 1984 during the then ruler ziaulhaq the army dictator he imposed even severe laws which uh, there are some clauses in the in the constitution which if we and the muslims if they say something which makes them like they're muslim like this the assalamualaikum if they write bismillah we are not muslims a Lo- lot of our people have been in the prisons for this and uh, our mosques destroyed our graveyards you know uh, cemeteries and they have desecrated head- headstones you know many of our members have been killed while they are offering prayers in t- 2010 around 86 86 members in lahore they were while offering friday prayers they, they were attacked and then killed so it's very very hard life as an ethnic muslim to stay in pakistan i remember my school years in my class in high school like class of 45 43 of students won't talk with me because of uh, i'm ahmadi you know only one guy was brave enough to stay as my friend they even forced him why you are, why why are you friend with him you know in nankana sahib always whenever there is some issue there they will make a rally against our community is available on the uh, asian human rights commission is 1989 our hometown was attacked by a mob and 17 of our houses of our community were burned including mine At that time I was in high school and it was a, a quite a, a shocking experience for me. There was a fake story that 
one of our imams local imam in the neighboring town he was cleaning our mosque is our belief if you, if, if we uh, there is some holy scripture instead of throwing in you know into the bin you can shred it or you can burn it and then dispose of you know so he he was just cleaning that uh, part of the mosque and some person of the other communities they said oh he is burning the holy quran people are ready against us and when they hear that oh they are burning quran they destroyed many fruit trees of our community members burned houses they announced they are going to do it in alkana sahib as well and one of my classmate was kind enough he was just brave enough he came here came to my place and knocked he said i think it's better you leave from here so they will definitely come here they know your place it was a mob it was a mob i said okay but i didn't believe him because my father also was our local administration member for local administration and this same morning they met the police superintendent and he gave them reassurance that nothing will happen everything is under control so i just went on my rooftop just to see if if there's a fire i can see smoke <laughs> So, so I went on top of my roof. I saw where the uh, mob was supposed to be coming from, and I really saw the fires. So I came downstairs. I told my parents, and, and then um, they also said, "Okay, then we should leave." My mother, she was a primary teacher in nearby village. So she took me my brother and sister out and we just walked out of that town and my father said okay i need my father also is a teacher a teacher and he he said uh, someone left their motorbike uh, in our house because he going he was going to another town so he said if they come here if they my fire then this guy's motorbike will be burnt so i just take this out keep in someone else as home and then i lock and go so me my brother sister my mother we just left and uh, that afternoon we, uh, because that time we didn't have the cell phones or to communicate so we are not sure what happened with my father in the evening when we came back we saw everything was burnt everything nothing left over um, even in our homes there were copies of the holy quran which were printed by the um, i mean pakistani mainstream um, press which is for all muslims even those copies of the holy quran were present in our home and were burnt still i did i didn't know i couldn't see my father so we were worried what happened we go man of my neighbor he told us that when the mob came they saw their intentions were no good so they helped him to take the motorbike to the another neighbor and then they hid him in their house so means they protected my father he was safe in the afternoon pillar of police he, he came hello okay, we will take you to some safe places I said no. This is our home. We will stay here. This is a safe place for us. And then uh, members of our community from neighboring towns, they when they heard about this, 
they rushed they brought food they brought the basic stuff you know beds like necessary things then he, the police were saying we will take you to some same place he said okay, this is our house if you could not save us in our house where else you can save us i finished my high school university my one of the um, so my supervisor asked me to okay, you can uh, stay in in our university because there was some post you can be teacher so no i don't want <laughs> because one of our community teacher he was a quiet very calm professor you know the no so called jamaat islami they have a youth wing in the university which is jamiat islami jamiat talba so they went to his office and always used to i mean humiliate him even they smashed him on his face you know yeah straight guys it was in my mind i'm not staying there there's no religious freedom and no matter how high you go in the in terms of your field whatever it is as soon as it becomes evident that you are an ahmadi you will be removed definitely most recent example is in the time of prime minister imran khan when he became prime minister he said he wants to make professor atif mia i think he is in usa i think stanford university he is very world known economist he said okay i want to bring back talent to pakistan so our country should have talent here as soon as people came to knew that he is ahmadi muslim they went against him in 2001 i did my masters in pakistan then i got a scholarship to study in south korea i studied there for from 2001 to 4 years 2005 yeah. it was good i was in pusan pusan national university i graduated from pusan national university i did my phd in pharmacy pusan is south and seoul is north you know it's a small country but still you have uh, different uh, dialects from seoul and to pusan so if we are speaking uh, korean uh, as in pusan and if we go to seoul and then we uh, speak that korean there so people is this guy coming from <laughs> so this is they can know this he's not from seoul yeah so pakistan was out of question you know i i, I visited pakistan during that time and my professors supervisors they said to stay in the university because thanks god i have some good results in my research i got good publications in some american scientific journals or pharmaceutical journals got published in high profile journals when my professors knew about them they said okay, you should come back here in pakistan and teach in our university but i again you know my research was isolation of anti cancer compounds from marine plant any any natural resources the isolation of compounds from uh, marine sponges so because nobody touched there there's a lot of exploration need to be done yes i did it first <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was my field yeah. so i think after that many groups are doing that research so cancer of course you know is a very horrible disease and so far there's no cure for that so what we have done uh, in our group was that we get material like in my case it was a sponge which wasn't studied before and 
we may extract from it and then make different extracts like in water, in organic solvents and then partition them and then we check those extracts which extract has more positive activity against certain cell lines so we think that activity is in there so we then select that part of the extract and using different chromatographic techniques isolate further to get to the exact compound which is showing that activity by this fractionation from that sponge i think i got more than 40 compounds some of them were new they weren't they were not uh, isolated or identified before using spectroscopy nmr and different kind of techniques i mean this is a continuous journey uh, my step stops there that i isolated compound and then because in nature one thing is that you don't want to disturb the ecosystem you can't take all of the sponges out so someone has to synthesize those compounds so those part uh, I think are being done by some other workers in the in my university my one of my junior was working on synthesis of these compounds I worked two more years after my PhD there and then I applied for projects in the same field in uh, Australia and in Portugal, two countries. In Portugal, in Lisbon University, Faculty of Pharmacy, there was a project on isolation of these compounds from traditional medicine, which is used in African countries, like uh, Mozambique. So in Mozambique, uh, there are some compounds which they traditionally use for the treatment of cancer, uh, the plants, you know. So our aim was to isolate compounds from them. Taberne Montana elegans is a common plant there which is used there so I worked on that and also some other uh, extracts. So I stayed there in Portugal until 2014 and then I came here to the UK. What was Pakistan like when I left it? I mean Lahore, Pakistan, I mean as, a, as, as my hometown, or as, my, as my country, I have love and uh, the streets where I grew up affection with that you know but at the same time it's a kind of scary as well because if you, someone know you and and someone has bad intention we're not sure if we come back home if some bad thing happen get arrested by police or something you know so it's horrible really no peace and now nowadays even it's more terrible i think because the new generation is very much polarized by the recent events of this uh, religious extremist who passed away, but his movement is Tehrik uh, Labak, you know, Labak uh, against the Muslim, any other religious minority. In Glasgow, there was a murder of our member, I think, a few years back, Asad Shah, one of our community members. He was murdered in Glasgow here by an extremist from Pakistan who traveled, I think, all the way from. Bradford to Glasgow and he went there and he stabbed him to death, you know, and this guy Rizvi, he praised him. He said, oh, see, he has done so, so much service for the Islam, you know, and in Nankana Sahib, my local president, few years back, he was also murdered. He was going with his son, he was a lawyer, he was going to his practice uh, with his son on a motorbike and his son, he was sitting behind, son was driving. So one guy just shot him from the back and he fell down and died. And then he said, 
he again took aim at, at him, his son, but his uh, gun didn't work, and so he just ran to save his life. See, so this is this is the situation in my hometown nowadays. It's worse now. If you go to the shops, they have special boards that Kadianis or AMDs. Kadiani they use a directory term first because our community started from Kadian, so they refer to as us in Kadiani. So Kadianis are not allowed to buy things from our shop. We we won't allow any person from our community and the Muslim community to go to their shop to buy things. No. Let alone they allow us to open our shop there, you know, it's, it's, it's like this. But always message of uh, or guidance from our caliph then and now is that we have to be peaceful. We will not retaliate in the same way that they are hurting us. So we just pray that God forgive them and make them show the right path, you know. And we never do any protest or retaliate against them in any way. I think it's a, there's a compar comparison like with our resemblance of our communities teaching with uh, Jesus. Because in one way, the Holy Prophet of Islam says that our community resembles to the nation of Prophet Moses. So, and they, they said, okay, someone smacks on your right side and offer him the left side, you know. No, not to retaliate, not to protest, just pray, that's it. And when you when you have um, all the capabilities, then you can't use them for your country. This is hard. Describe my hometown. It's a quiet town. Well, I, when I was there, it was quiet, but now, you know, everything changes with time. I've been out of there for a long time now, but it was quiet. It's not a big city, it's not a small village, just uh, I, I can say that if I enter from one side in 15 minutes I can, 10-15 minutes I can drive to the other side. So very small community, so almost everyone know each other, mostly, yes. Can I remember my first few days or weeks in London? In 2014 when I came here, I was uh, straightway involved in the community's work which is of course most of our work is charity work and uh, interfaith events. In 2014 when I came here, immediately there was a conference of uh, world religion happening so uh, in which the faith leaders from all of uh, uh, major faiths came together. That was the first month when I came here, you know, yeah, straight away. <laughs> yes, because you know, uh, we, we, thing we, which we are not allowed to do uh, in our country. It's just a basic thing, right? To practice your religion, to develop interfaith harmony with other other members of the community. Like this, have good relations with our neighbors, you know, which was not possible in Pakistan. So here, uh, when I came here, so straight away it was, uh, I, um, I got involved, got involved in this. What is my biggest memory of my country? trauma you know since you're a child you are stressed to even go out so then that I feel sad but it is reality can't forgive but can't forget you know yes I stay with you yeah but then we have nice memories that one person who stood up for me in my class 
that's a good memory you know very good memory for me did i have any english before i arrived yes in pakistan in high school we have different subjects but official language is still english i mean your communication uh, government communication mostly in english still so it was not difficult and that's why i survived in korea and portugal because of all the work was being done in english you know publications everything is in english was i expecting anything from london when i arrived um before i came here the one reason expectation uh, why we moved here was ma- main thing that the religious freedom which i suffered in pakistan i didn't want my children suffer there in the same way which i did so when i got here i i mean I enjoy religious freedom here, you know. I can pray, I can have peace of mind, I can practice my faith, not disturbed by other communities like in Pakistan or other countries. My son, he adopted school. I think we blended in the right way because we are kind of hoping for this and we got it, so it was the right, easy way to settle down, you know. How does London compare to Nankana Sahib? it was hot yeah, yeah of course pakistan is uh, has high temperature but our hometown was like uh, in summer it goes to 45 degrees celsius that's normal there in winter it's also cold but not as cold as here so it's high, high on the high side of the temperature there if i compare my hometown with here i think the more facilities we have here communication transport connections availability of some things uh, in our our area which in my hometown sometimes we have to travel to some other cities to get them you know like medicines some medicines not available some uh, hospitals not of that standard in our my hometown so we need to travel to lahore or faisalabad 70 80 kilometers from there is there anything i miss from my hometown Uh, I miss everything basically, you know, the hometown where I grew up, but now it's just in dreams, I think, because my parents also left from there, so I'm, uh, my community is there, but they are in a horrible situation, so m- one of my relatives visited there recently, he, he visited me to see how things are going, I'm still the same, still the same blocks. of on the shop that Kadianis are not allowed to purchase things from our shop big slogans on the walls is everything against our community that if you make friendship of with members of Ahmadis uh, then you will hurt the feelings of the prophet Muhammad something like this you know still there on the walls and uh, I I was just a couple of days ago I was watching the uh, statement of uh, Pakistan ambassador in United Nations when he was saying things about Israel doing this and that to Muslims o- oppressing them I-, I was feeling he is doing same to our our people in uh, in Pakistan so how can he I mean if you are giving very good treatment to your people then you can say something like that but you are 
example of this making us example of this persecution in Pakistan and go on world stage and then say that we are protesting against the bad situation in that country while you are doing same thing in your country to the religious minorities so this kind of hypocrisy I mean the conditions which are happening in 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 Palestine Israel are horrible I mean we can't see the uh, you know like uh, kids or hostages uh, it's so horrible in both sides but you can't s- criticize them while you are doing same to us astonishing that they continue with this hypocrisy have i experienced anything that make me regret coming here no i think i'm happy with my choice to be here yeah what do i do here these days okay so charity walk for peace is an initiative for the muslim elders association which is 40 plus uh, organization of the muslim community charity walk for peace basically helps other charities to raise funds for them for their causes and one of the big one is british legion last year uh, charity walk for peace raised more than 900000 pounds all over the uk more than 800 of our volunteers uh, from all over the uk they uh, put stalls for people and raised funds for them uh, as a pre- president for our local region i was given waterloo station to raise funds from uh, for the people both overground and underground and uh, i have a team of around 60 volunteers with me helping from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and uh, I think we raised last year around 170,000 pounds for the British Legion on Waterloo station. We also did stall for Save the Children and uh, many other initiatives uh, but uh, Royal British Legion which we chose, chose because we as, an, as a Muslim we are loyal to the country it is part of our faith basically to serve the country where we live in to love the country where we live in you know so covid and the cost of living crisis the families of the people who served uh, the country they need uh, like you know help to in these difficult circumstances so that was one reason that around 900 volunteers of our uh, elders with him they went on to get the funds for those people who need them and it was quite uh, cheap and you know when even when i was there during my duty time and at the waterloo station sometimes the members of uh, the uh, veterans they who have lost their loved ones you know or they have hurt when they came to our stalls and they say you don't know what this means to us you know and they thanked us for doing this why is our duty to do this you know so would i be the same person had i left my country i hope i wish i could <laughs> but i think it's, it wasn't possible i would i wouldn't have been given so many opportunities to develop like this so i i don't think so i will i would have been the same person if i stayed there what's good about london peace of mind the main thing 
I think everything is available here and then you have all the facilities which you, you, th you can think of you get here as yes, compared to my hometown where, where as I mentioned earlier everything is not available most of important I think peace of mind you know which if you don't have peace of mind then you have everything then you're not you know you can't and then freedom of religion our leader his holiness he also has to move because of on the same ground he is in in the UK you know so at least I can in the UK I can listen him I can pray behind him which is a big thing for us not possible in Pakistan but is it good about London uh, I think this uh, <laughs> might be a little bit political but I feel Brexit was wasn't done, then it could be more, you know, more opportunities maybe there. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes you know, even a simple letter which used to or something you order from on eBay or something from France or Germany, it comes straight away. But no, it was some customs, and you know, it becomes a little bit difficult. What do I like to do in London? My me and my children we just walk we have very beautiful parks Hall park and modern park you know, just walking in the parks my children enjoy this my children elder is uh, 15 he's doing mock gcses in this these days and then uh, nine year old daughter and then seven year old boy and the youngest are in primary school and this morning they made me rush to get some coins for their Christmas. I think it's fair they have in school today. I didn't have any coins with me, so they asked me to, to little to get cash back and then, you know. Do I have a favorite thing to do or see in the city? As I'm involved in other communities, uh, helping them, serving them. So I'm very happy to serve the guests who come here. And then we also have um, school visits. So I'm also part of the team school children uh, from neighboring schools in London and also of London they come here for for the religious education to study Islam they want to know about uh, mosque about the purpose of uh, mosque about Islam so I as a team member of that, that team sometimes I also uh, when it's my duty take them to the mosque show them around answer the questions try to best to help if I can I mean this is this is one one basic principle of our community sad thing is not so much so much common nowadays to offer that kind of platform to remove misunderstandings and stay on same for the cause of the peace so I hope this message becomes more open and people People cherish what they have in common rather than what they have different, you know. Common principles make peace, you know. So if at this level it happens, at, at this level in every city, every country, so hopefully there will be peace. Is there anything about the city I miss when I'm not here? Like I miss home. <laughs> if I go abroad and when I come back, it's feeling like it's my home, you know. So you miss home, that's it. Where can I get the best Pakistani food in London? Or oh, you can get meals in the mosque. I think mostly Pakistani style uh, cooking. Curries with spi spicy, lentils or aloo gosht, which is potato and uh, mutton or lamb. 
and sometimes biryani, chicken or lamb. So there are so many dishes here. Yeah, uh, two things also. There are a lot of Pakistani Indian restaurants which uh, they are good. Yes, uh, there are so many Pakistani Afghani. Afghani, Afghani in, in the sense like Namak Mandi, which is northwest province of Pakistan. Their food is uh, available there. So a lot of cuisine, Pakistani cuisine we can find in Turkey. What we eat in Pakistan is available here. I'm mayor for the day. What will I change? As I mentioned that I represent 40 plus uh, of our area. And when I went for first time on Waterloo Station, to see where we are going to keep up our stalls. The first or second thing in my mind was because my volunteers are all elderly, often they need to use the toilets. So, so what is the nearby toilet for them to go in if they need urgently. So they were available there, but when I came back to modern station, there's none. So I think I'm a mayor. I will have some respect for my my age people. They don't have to, you know, go through that sometimes feelings when they need to use these public facilities, you know. So they, I, I don't know why, why we don't have, you know. So there should be some, right? <laughs> yeah, basic human rights. That, that's that's I, I will do if I am here. I, I hope Sadiq can hear this. <laughs> you make some for our our generation people these facilities. I mean we're doing so many other things, why not this simple thing, you know? <laughs> and that's it for this episode of I Came to London. Join us again next time for more stories from the people who make London. London.